Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every week. I'm Bob. And I'm Ben. Holy shit, Benjamin. We fucking did it. Well, we haven't done it yet. We're doing it. Yeah. It's finally over. I'm not like, that sounds like I had a bad time. I didn't have a bad time. I'll let you know that. This is the last episode of this season. Well, well hold on. I'll explain here. I got it. Last episode of the season with a movie. There, there, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify. There's one more episode for the season. It's the wrap-up, but we don't watch a movie on the wrap-up. You know what that means. Yeah. We gotta decide on our categories for the wrap-up. Oh, I have mine, and I'm so excited to tell you about it. I haven't done that yet. Are you serious? Yeah. I'll figure it out last minute. It'll be like a last-minute decision. Can I, can I, okay. We talked about the illusion a while ago. <laughs> Recording. Um... For those of you that don't know, normally whenever we record the final ep- movie on a board, we usually record the wrap-up right after, because it's a short recording, but also so the board is fresh on our mind. Ben, you don't have any time after we record this, because we're just going to record the wrap-up. No, I'm going to decide. In like the 15 minutes between while I set no, up? No, I'm going to decide when you ask me what spot I'm doing. No way. Yes. You're a fucking maniac. So we have that to look forward to. I'm excited then. Be there. Fuck it. Yeah, so check, wait, next week, uh, no movie, well, yeah, we're not watching a movie, but there's still an episode with uh, the wrap-up, where we're going to discuss the whole board, reveal our picks for next categories on yeah. next time's board. This comes out Friday like normal. Yeah, so this is a normal Friday episode. Wrap-up will be next Friday. Yep. So, that look forward to that. I'm excited. I'm always excited for a new season, because I always want to, how do I put this? It's like, I like how short our seasons are, because it means we're constantly getting new stuff. And I yeah. like new stuff because it's interesting. Sometimes you're just like, I want to do something new. Mm-hmm. Even though you like the movies. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, yeah. That's exciting. Anything new with you? It was the Kentucky Derby. Oh, God damn it. Yesterday. <laughs> for anyone who's interested. Yeah. Which is a big deal where we live because mm-hmm. that's where they do it. In fact, they do it right by Bob's house. Mm-hmm. And so it is an absolute pain to get anywhere. This city becomes Fucked around Derby time. It's so interesting driving past the airport. Oh my god! Because there's like forty or fifty private jets there. Yep. Anyways, god. long story short, it was crazy yesterday. I didn't watch the races. I didn't watch the races all. either. Because uh, they keep pushing it back. I think it was like at six yesterday. Yeah. Um, I know which horse won, but I didn't uh, watch the actual oh, I races. Didn't know that. Oh, it was a horse called Mage that won the race. It used magic to cheat. Maybe. It might. No, I went to, I went out to like lunch with my mom. Mm-hmm. We went to a small town, soon to be a mega town. So that was interesting. Huh. We went okay. to um, Glendale. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is so, or where it is. Super small town. Mm-hmm. Mostly because like, it's like a historic town, so there's like the historic section, and then there's all the outcropping houses and stuff. Okay. But, like, the main town area is one street and then a couple of buildings. Sounds like the town I grew up in. Like, they have a volunteer fire department. Yeah, that's the way it was at my place. Where I grew up, too, it was only volunteer fire departments. We didn't have an actual, like, fire department. Yeah, so it's cool. It's a cute little town. There's, like, a good restaurant down there for, like, kind of home-style food. So we went there. But the interesting thing about that town is it was chosen to build, like, the largest battery plant in the United States Holy for electric shit. cars. Oh man. So 
right now, and we drove past all the construction, they are building like this humongous factory and all the like road infrastructure to support like thousands of people moving there. Oh and my it's god! So weird because this town's gonna go from like no one to like pretty probably big city very quickly. Damn. Hmm. Interesting. I knew there were. Um. I saw on Twitter. I follow our governor on Twitter, Mr. Andy Bashir, mostly because he tweets a lot of interesting things. And I literally was. I, he tweeted out he, about that. I think he was literally talking about the Glendale construction of that battery plant. Because he was like, I'm bringing jobs to the state. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, it'll do that. Yeah. But it's it's so interesting because it's like they're, it's an area that has not the infrastructure to mm-hmm. support that. And so they have to build up everything around I mean, you couldn't factory. put it in Louisville. This place is fucking full. No, I mean, there's plenty of space, which is why they're doing it mm-hmm. there. It's just so weird to see. Like, could you um, imagine if they were trying to build, like, oh, God. Yeah. Even the new, uh, the new thing, what is it, that they're building, uh, I'm trying to think how to describe this. When you go to get on the highway, mm-hmm. you drive right past that big-ass construction. Yeah. What the fuck is that? I don't know what it is. You know what I think it is? I think it's an airplane hangar. I think they're building oh, a new the hangar. Yeah. That's for pilots. It's a flight simulator. Really? Yeah. Looks really cool. I know. But, yeah, you should go out there. You ever okay. Want? It's, uh. I can tell you the name of the restaurant off air because I forget, but okay, it's just interesting to see right now mm-hmm. before everything's built. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when everything's built. That's cool. So I did that. You had a more eventful week than I did. I didn't do fucking anything. I didn't do anything either. But that was kind of the fun of it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I hung out last night and played D and D with my other friends, but I do that every two weeks anyway. Now. What I will say before we move on from giant battery factories, <laughs> super scary if that place ever catches fire. Oh my god, yeah. Because if anyone doesn't know, those car batteries, yeah, lithium are, ion batteries are fucking lithium dangerous. Ion. Because they're like chemical batteries, essentially. They're very, very uh, flammable, and they're exposed to air. Mm-hmm. I believe, right? Yeah, lithium. Have you ever seen how they have to put out like electric cars? No, actually. Basically. They don't really go out with water. Well, that makes sense. Like, if those cars catch on fire, they'll burn underwater. And they'll burn for, like, 14 days. What It's the something fuck? insane. I watch, and we're going to reference a guy I've showed Bob before. You know that firefighter guy? Yeah. The, um, do you know what he's called? No, I don't know what he's called. Guy on, like, YouTube and TikTok who does, like... Paramedic stuff. Paramedic stuff. And he makes joking videos. But he was talking about it one day, and he was like, yeah, they're the worst for putting out if they're on fire, because all the batteries in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they build these giant, like, contraptions that are basically extinguisher bombs to put them out, but it takes, like, two men to carry because they're oh so big. Oh, my God. And they just put out one car. It's kind of awesome. But imagine a factory of all that. Oh, my God. If that factory ever catches fire... Oh, it's over. It's probably going to be, like, you know those giant tire fires that mm-hmm. don't go out for years? Yeah. So okay. that'll be interesting. That is a scary thought. Speaking of fires, this is a, I just thought of something. This that happened podcast, to me. very good point. But hot no. dumpster fire. Depending on the episode, damn it. No, I have an interesting story from work. So Ben and I work in the same place. We drive vehicles around where we work. And I say what the name of those vehicles are. <laughs> Give away where we work. I mean, I'm trying really not to. I don't really like want to dox ourselves. You know, most of the people that listen to this podcast are people we know anyway that already know where we work. Yeah. But Unless you're still. in Belgium. Shout out. 
Yeah. Shout out Belgium. Got a big audience there for some reason. In Brussels, right? Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm driving. And I'm like, man, something smells funny. That's weird. Oh, there's smoke coming out of the front of my vehicle. I should pull over. Did it catch fire? Um, No, it did not catch fire. There was a rumor going around that people were saying it caught fire. It was just a shit ton of smoke. I get out of the vehicle. I grab my backpack because I'm like, if this explodes, I don't want to lose my backpack. And I get out and I go around to the back and I look and there is transmission fluid all over the ground underneath my vehicle. For some reason, it just spilled its guts. And you know what's funny? Not the first time that's happened in like the past two weeks. It's been happening all the time. No. And I don't know what's going on. Yeah, our the vehicles we drive are pretty old. That's true. And all of them have had numerous issues. And we have like mechanics on staff mm-hmm. who fix them. And I assume that most of our vehicles are more like patchwork yeah. than actual original vehicle at this point. So it it's not surprising that stuff like that. Well, happens. you know what's funny? I was driving one of the brand new ones. One of like the nice, nice ones. Yeah. I'm not sure if we get our vehicles brand new. Well I, I think there's a good chance new we, enough. we buy them used. We probably do. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, that's my little work story. <laughs> our supervisor had to come uh save me because <laughs> I was fucking stranded. I was at I was at home at that point. I know you were, you fucking bitch. She sent me home early because I did work while you guys were sitting down doing nothing. Well, I was trying, and then I finally... Listen, no, not like, my fault. I went home before the rest of you guys started working. <laughs> that, wasn't my, that wasn't my fault. I know. I'm just I'm because, putting that out. You know what's really funny? The dude that got out said, oh, yeah, this thing runs great, and gave it to me. And I was like, thanks, man. It did for him. It did for him, and it then for me. It started leaking when you got in it. Apparently. Got scared. Yeah. Goddamn. Anyway. Peed itself. <laughs> it's kind of red and bloody. Ew, man. <laughs> Transmission fluid looks like it does. It is really looks gross. Like, actually, well, it's not cranberry sauce. That's all I'm saying. It's not cranberry sauce. You know who I saw while I was out there? Because I was out, um, like in the yard. I did not see Abby. I saw my old supervisor, Jake. <laughs> Apparently, oh. he transferred to that area, and he was standing there. And he went, "What the fuck did you do?" And I was like, "Jake, this is not my fault." Because while Jake was my supervisor, I was hit by a semi, <laughs> which is not, that also wasn't my fault. Well, you. Let let me rephrase this so Bob doesn't sound like he's crippled in a in a wheelchair. No, my vehicle was hit by a semi. Yes, he while I was outside of it, thankfully was standing right to the side of it. Also, it was parked, so definitely not my fault. It was the semi's fault. Yeah, so Jake was like worried that <laughs> something really bad had happened. It was very funny though. Anyway, let's move on to the actual podcast part of the podcast. Yeah, last spot, Benjamin. And I saved Jay Whore for last. Woo! And I'm excited because both of the Jay Whore movies we watched were either A, cool and interesting, or B, really good movies. Yeah, so we had one cut of the dead and, you know. Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Iron Man. Tetsuo was a cool movie. I'm glad we watched it. Weird. Bizarre. Yeah. One cut of the dead. Phenomenal movie. Love it very much. So, I'm excited, but I'm also scared, because we have not, I'm going to put this out there, I haven't been scared on the podcast in a while. Yeah, this has been a very not scary board. Which is, I don't want to say worrisome, for me at least, but like, it's I a horror it podcast. ended up that way, because like, Western movies are kind of cool. Yeah, that's fair. J-Horror, I try to get a mix, so whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, when I was doing the... Lovecraft one, I kind of 
stumbled my way into a bid and I went for it. Well, the bit was good, though. It was a good bit. The bit was so good that when we watched Ravenous, I thought the bit continued. Did you? Yeah, there was a moment. Oh, because I yeah. said Jeffrey, and you, you were like, it's Jeffrey Combs! Yeah. You nah, started it with wasn't, a, It wasn't actor. directed by Gordon, so. It wasn't Stuart Gordon, so we're fine. That would have been very funny. I would have lost it, dude. Okay. I'm I'm very excited. Please reveal to me what this movie will be, Benjamin. All right. Uh, today, we will be watching Ringu. <laughs> I'm no. so excited. No, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm done with the podcast. And I think this is the last make episode. This even better. What? We're watching its two sequels. <laughs> mm, That's right, what, Rob. A, what a long recording day this is going to be. <laughs> did not know that that was what was happening. Well, of course you did. Well, of course I didn't. I'm not supposed to. But like, we haven't had more than one in a while. Yeah. Since season one. Fuck yeah. Man. Now I see... <laughs> that explains a lot. God damn it. God damn you, you son of a bitch. And you even late today, too. This would be a long night. I'm really scared, actually. This one This one is one that I've heard about that uh, terrifies me. Yeah. Personally. So, we're watching three movies. Yeah. For us today. But these are going to be coming out on, what, Monday, Wednesday? So Monday, Friday, Wednesday, Monday, Friday. Wednesday. No, it's not Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's Friday, oh, Monday, Friday Wednesday. Monday, Wednesday. Yeah, you're right. I'm dumb. And essentially, it's one mega episode split yeah. into three parts. I'm explaining this again because we haven't done this since season one. We have not done this since we watched what? Ha- nope. Halloween was episode five. Night of the Demons? Maybe. We haven't done it in a while, both because it, we don't always have the opportunity, mm-hmm. but also because it's Kind of a pain in the ass. It's a very time-consuming thing, uh, both for recording and editing. And with the way we've been recording lately, it really was sort of, this is why you, god damn it, you knew we were ending on this, so that's why, I'm, I'm breaking the illusion now, because now I'm up, now I'm mad. <laughs> I should have caught on forever ago, but I'm so fucking dumb. <laughs> this motherfucker, <laughs> we recorded, normally we record on the weekends, because that's yeah. when we have time. We record, like, one episode a week. Yeah, as they come out, we try to keep it sort of, you know. But Bob has get away, Piper. <laughs> She's nipping my elbow. I saw uh, it. It was funny. Bob has a bachelor party for one of his best friends coming up, mm-hmm. who also lives with him. So, like, if he doesn't do a good job, he's gonna get jumped in his sleep. So he's been working on that a lot, but he's also busy next week. Yeah. So we have to. We basically had to record, record two episodes. Mm-hmm. The wrap-up, because I like to get that done in advance, so I have, like, an extra week to write all my notes. Yeah. And a holiday episode, mm-hmm. which has come out at this point. Yeah, which, which was just Mother's, Mother's Day. Day episode, yeah. We had none of those recorded. None. So we had to do them all this week. Mm-hmm. Bob comes up to me, and he, he tells me that, I think Monday, and I'm like, that we have to do, like, an extra episode mm-hmm. Because I'd forgotten Day. that, because basically we alternate Saturdays and Sundays, and it sucked that the bachelor party fell on the Saturday that we were supposed to record. Yeah. So we have to record a shit ton in advance. But I kept telling... I was like, Ben, we could do four movies in a day. Three movies in the wrap-up. Easy. That's not bad. Yeah. And I kept being like, well, you know, I don't want to do that. That sounds like a lot. And it was because this motherfucker knew there were three movies in the last fucking spot. Yeah. And he was just sitting on it. And you coerced me. I kept being like, why is he so... I kept asking myself... Why does Ben want to record during the day so bad? Well, I it knew we sucks. Four movies left on the board over our two spots. Yeah. Mother's Day. And then we'd have to do the wrap-up. Wrap up. So I was like, 
we would be here forever. That would be like a two-day recording session. Yeah. And so we had to record two nights in a row, yeah. uh, like after work. Yeah. And each time, Bob was like, I don't really want to do this. Why don't we do this on Sunday? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. God damn you. God damn it. I yeah. should have known. I should have known that this I'm is so what you were doing. You didn't catch on. I mean, I walked in today and you were like, yeah, let's get this one movie done. <laughs> we can do the wrap up. God damn it. Yeah. Did he never lie to you either? I specifically didn't confirm. No. I, uh, God damn it. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm right. scared. So, back on topic now yeah. that we've worked that out. We're watching three movies today. Mm-hmm. And. How this works is it's essentially one big episode. We're just going to split it into three parts with each part focusing on one of the movies we're going to watch. Because of that, it's going to be a little bit weird because I'm going to talk about all three movies right now. Oh, shit. Okay. That makes sense. Just because I want to go over some stuff. Might as well do it at the beginning of this mega episode and not later. Fair enough. So, I want to start by saying we're watching, you know, obviously the Japanese version Mm -hmm. of The Ring. There is a whole American version yeah. of this franchise because around the early 2000s, there was kind of this big uh, Japanese remake spree yeah. going on with horror movies. So, uh, Juwan got remade into The Grudge. Ringu got made into Ring. You know, pretty basic stuff. I'm sure you're familiar with it if you're into horror. I know the basics. I mean, yeah, you know it by now because we've talked about stuff like that. And so we're just looking at specifically the J-Horror side of the Ring franchise. Mm-hmm. And I just want to start off by saying one of the most confusing timelines ever. Oh, no. No, we looked at the fucking... That's... Okay, I'll ask this. Do you think it beats the Living Dead timeline we looked at yes. the other day? Bob. No way! I'm, I'm telling you right now. It, so I've seen, I think, two of the Japanese ones. Okay. The original and a sequel. And, like, that's where my familiarity is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'll just put, you know, the first two movies on. Maybe the third one for what we're going to watch today. But I was like, let me double check, like, the timeline to see, like, release orders versus, like, chronological orders. So confusing. Okay. So confusing. Bob, did you catch on when I said what we're watching today? We're watching the first movie... And it's two sequels because it has two sequels that came out like right after this movie. Huh? Well, hold on. What? So this isn't a one, two, three situation. This is a one, two, two? Yeah, we're watching one, two, two. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, because, and this is going to be really confusing. Basically, the first sequel came out at the same time as the original movie. Wasn't popular. So they basically threw it out and made another sequel. That's fucking dumb. Which contributes to how batshit confusing this, like, timeline is. This seems like it's getting the Halloween treatment, and that makes me sad. Because not to mention, there's, like, the whole American remakes, too, that make this even more confusing. I don't know. It was just a pain in the ass to figure out what we were watching. Fair enough. But, yeah, it's a one-two-two, so I just want to establish that before we move on. Uh, We're going to be watching, for release order here, uh, we're going to be watching Ringu then the original sequel, and then the secondary sequel. Okay. So the original one's going to come out on Monday, and then Wednesday's going to be the second sequel. Nice. Good? Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the first movie of the day. I'm excited, but I'm also scared. I 
this is what I wanted from J-Horror. That's why I was excited that we got it. I'm scared. Yeah, I love J-Horror, but there's a lot of tropes that carry across films, right? And I try to, especially if we're doing like a big genre like this, I try to get as wide a variety as possible. Mm-hmm. So I knew if I was throwing on, you know, supernatural kind of ghost film from J-Horror, I couldn't do another one. Yeah. So I, I basically was like, I got to do one of the big films. So I'm basically doing uh, Ringu or Juon. I chose this one because I love Sonico. <laughs> All right. All right. And secondarily, I'm going to use usually Japanese names to refer to the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they have like the same names as the English films, and it's easier to just use I'd... the Japanese names. Yeah, I would rather not get them to confused. To avoid confusing. Yeah. I'll also just include dates. So uh, we're going to be watching uh, Ringu, and that's from 1998 today. I didn't know it was from the 90s. Yeah, late 90s. Mm-hmm. Just like me. Not you. Shut up. Description. Seven days. Yeah, I know that. God damn it. All right, it's an hour and 36 minutes long. Uh, it's not rated. Review scores. IMDb gave it a 7.2 out of 10. Ready for this? Tomato meter? Yeah. 98%. Woo! Second highest? Maybe third? Maybe. I think the highest was one cut of the dead. What, 100? <laughs> yeah, I think that actually had 100%. Meter. Yeah. Audience score, 81%. Uh, it has... For awards, six wins and one nomination. Damn. Uh, its wins are at the 2001 Nat Film Festival. It was an audience award to Hideo uh, Nakata, a award from the Japanese Academy of Awards in 1999 for most popular film. It's like a popularity contest, and it was mm-hmm. voted. Uh, in 1999, it received an award from the Fantasia Film Festival, uh, and that went to Hideo Nakata for Best Asian Film. Once again, the Sitges Catalonian International Film Festival in 1999 awarded it an award to Hideo Nakata uh, for Best Film. They also uh, gave an award to Hajime Matsumoto for Best Visual Effects in the same year. Okay, that's cool. And then finally, in 1999, the Brussels International Festival of Fantasy Film, or the BIFFF, <laughs> God damn. Uh, gave a Golden Raven Award to Hideo Nakata. So it just won best film in a bunch of places. Yeah. All right. And then one special effects. I mean, I'm aware of how popular this movie is. I'm worried about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it should be fine. Okay. It should be fine. Notable actors. Nanako uh, Matsushima as Reiko Asagawa. She's also played uh, Yoriko Sasaki. Voice acting. Mm. And uh, okay. when Marnie was there in 2014, Hiroyuki Sanada as Ryoji Takayama. Uh, he played Shingen in Wolverine. <laughs> okay. Marvel tangent again. God damn it. <laughs> you know, there's like a ton of connections between uh, Wolverine and like Japan. I actually didn't know that. Because, like, I don't know a ton about Wolverine, to be honest. I don't know. Again, not a big comics guy. I just pick up enough to, like, have a vague knowledge. Fair but enough. his kid's Japanese. Huh. Because he spent a bunch of time over there. Didn't know that. he lost his memory. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, not his clone kid, like his actual kid. Oh, okay. Riki uh, Otaka as Yoichi Asakawa. Uh, she plays, well, he plays a young uh, Kojiro Sasaki from Musashi. It's only on one episode. Uh, Miki Nakatani as... Mai Takano uh, plays Matsuko Kawajiri in 
Kilaware Matsuko no Isho, uh, Yuko Takeuchi as Tomoko Oishi. Uh, she plays Yoko in Sana- Saido Ka Ni Inu. So many, just uh, so many Japanese shows. <laughs> those are, so these many. are all movies. Those are all I'll movies. Tell, yeah, I'll tell you if it's a TV show. Okay. He told me Sato as Masami. I they did the voice of Hiromi in The Cat Returns. I haven't seen that, but I've heard that is interesting. Uh, Daisuke Ban as Heihachiro Ikuma played Jiro, Kikaida, and Kikaida from Kikaida Zero One uh, from 1973 to 1974, 21 episodes. Uh, Masako as Shizuko Yamamura. She played uh, Masako Ida and Garasu no no. And then finally, Rie Ino as Sarako Yamamura. She was also in Inugami. Hmm. I actually recognized some of those like things you were talking about there. Like The Cat Returns, I've actually heard of that. Yeah, I mean, I've some of those good. were pretty famous mm-hmm. animated films. Uh, yeah. Director is Hideo Nakata. Uh, he's also directed Darkwater, 2002. Uh, the writer was Hiroshi Takahashi. Uh, he's also written Sodomu no Ichi, 2004. The budget is estimated at $1.2 million uh, U.S. And the box office is estimated at $19.4 million. Damn. You heard me say million and not right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, But that's just an estimate from what I can tell. Oh, okay. And that's for global box office. Uh, Country of origin, Japan. I got like one fact for you written down, and I want to talk about something slightly separate. Sure. So my fact is this script was written after watching uh, another movie and after reading the novel. So this is based on a novel. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, cool. The novel is a 1991 novel of the same name by Koji Suzuki. It's supposed to be very good. I haven't read it either, but it's one of those things that will probably go on a list for me. Yeah. I'm slowly building a list of like books from this podcast because <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, a lot of these have A lot of these have books, yeah. You know. No, the thing I want to talk about. Remember when I mentioned a confusing timeline? Mm-hmm. This isn't even the first Ring movie. No. You... <laughs> what do you mean? It's not the first Ring movie. There's a made-for-TV adaptation of the book, which is the movie they watched before writing the script for this one. Oh, shit. It's also called Ringu. Oh, awesome. Uh, however, the, the release version of it for, like, home video. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on like home video as in like VHS. Yeah, because this is the '90s. Was called uh, Ringu Kanzeban. It's like super hard to find. Damn, like super hard. And I did a lot of research to kind of figure out the timeline stuff and like what order I wanted to watch these in because there's chronological order and then there's like release release order. order. Yeah, Uh, we're kind of watching it close to release order. Um, except we're we're skipping Ringu Kanzeban. Yeah. Because it is basically this film, just it's not supposed to be as well-received or famous. So I figured we'd watch this one. If we ever want to, we can go back and watch that one. Yeah. I'd be interested after watching this, probably. Me too. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's very close, but there's some big differences. Okay. That's cool. I always like... I like... This is going to sound weird. I like when people make uh, similar pieces of content, and you can watch them back-to-back and go... I like this change that they made here or this change they made there and stuff yeah. like that. I, like, I mean, I think it's cool. You have to remember that one was made for TV. Like, yeah, it so was it's a TV movie. M- 
made for a different sort of medium. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, I found two different versions of it. Oh my god. I found the VHS version, which is... And two versions are different, because there's different scenes in them. The VHS version, which is Ringu Kanzebon. But I also found someone apparently uh, VHS recorded the live broadcast when it first came out. And, um... Oh, when did Kazuban came out? 1995. Oh my god. And I found it. So when we go Holy back and shit. watch it, we can go watch the version with the Japanese ads that came out between the sections. That's actually it's really cool. cool. Man, I I like, um... What is the word? I like watching old TV ads. Not in my free time, but like... They're also Japanese TV ads. Too. Yeah. So it's just interesting seeing stuff like... We watched uh, Mother's Day, and I thought a really interesting part of that movie was... There were parts where it just actually showed you the ads they were showing on the TV. Mm-hmm. And I thought those were interesting, because I was like, this is from the 80s? That was an actual 80s advertisement I just I don't watched. think they ever showed them, but we heard them. No, we saw one. Did we? Yeah, the uh, dog food one. Oh. Remember? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> we recorded that. I was very tired. It's true. Ben was passing out. That's all I got, though. <sighs> yeah, my notes are kind of sparse on these films, because through the combination of the fact that they... When they were produced, they weren't huge. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're foreign, it was kind of hard to find a lot of notes on. Okay. At least as much as I usually do. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be kind of sparse. I'm very excited. I'm very scared. I'm going to ask you this now. Do you think I'm going to need the trash can? I don't know. I already moved it over to you, though. I know you did. Bob, at this point, I don't know what does it. Okay. I didn't think you'd gag at all during Reanimator. I thought you'd have a fun time. I th- they, they were fondling a brain. That isn't even what like made you they gag. They scalped a woman. It was scalping a woman. That wasn't even a bad scalping. It's not the worst scalping I've ever seen in a movie. You you sick fuck. The worst scalping I've seen is in a non-horror movie too. Okay. Well, we're good, right? We can go watch the movie now. Uh. <sighs> nothing else to announce or talk nothing about before we move announce. on. Uh, before we move on though, you want to see that <laughs> timeline I pulled up? <laughs> That's what I was asking. Sure, I'll look at it. <laughs> this is a picture. It's not a great picture. Um, I found like better lists than I've had found timelines for mm-hmm. this. This is probably the best one I've found, like the prettiest looking one. I know that Living Dead, Living Dead timeline we looked at was insane. Yeah, that's worse. That's so much worse. Holy fuck. How does that even happen? Well, because there's a bunch of movies. There's also novelizations and manga adaptations. Jesus Christ. There's manga of American this? American films. Yeah, but the manga isn't always of, like, one movie. And there's a bunch of different timelines. Okay. All right. There's prequels for certain times. <laughs> God damn. But they came out later. Yeah. You know. So, it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll see you guys after the movie. Hi everybody, welcome back. We just finished watching Ringu. Ringu. Uh, huh? Ringu. <laughs> okay. Alright. I'm not going to try to pronounce it correctly again because I'll fuck it up and I'm not going to hear the end of it. like you croaked. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think, Bob? Like it? Didn't like it? Pissed your pants? I, I don't really know how... It's fine. Oh, Okay. I was, I kind of, I kind of got, I don't know, I guess my expectations were kind of really high, and it was cool, like I liked it, but it wasn't what I expected it to be, so I, basically what I'm saying is, 
my opinion of it is changing as I'm kind of unpacking what I actually watched and not what I expected of it. I think I set my expectations to a different style of film than what we actually got, and that's on me. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to... Bob's bad at being objective. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, sometimes we watch films and you have a very particular idea in your head, mm-hmm. and it affects your enjoyment, and then that affects how you rate a movie. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, with this one, it's a lot and this, this slower than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, so I think what the issue is here is this movie is very big in popular culture. Mm-hmm. Like, Bob talks about saying during the movie, he was like, I know that was going to happen because I saw that in Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, really shitty to have something like that spoiled. But also, like, his perspective of this movie is based on pop culture, which is really based on the American remake of this movie. I see. I see. Yeah, I I enjoyed the film. It just, yeah, I just had a different idea of what it was going to be going in, so I didn't yeah. really catch everything, I guess. Completely fair. Uh, with that being said, you want to get into it? Yeah, sure. All right. So, the rough premise here is that there's this tape going around Japan. And I say going around. It's going around, like, schools, it seems. Mm -hmm. Like a high school. Specifically, just one. One high school, yeah. Basically, these four kids died after watching this tape. And there's a rumor going around about it. Like, if you play this video, you watch it, you get a phone call, and you die seven days later. Yup. And the last of these four kids to die, I assumedly the last one. I think it was the last one. Is the niece of our main character. Mm Mm-hmm. And... She's, I think, a reporter. Yeah, I think she works for the newspaper. Not the newspaper. Uh, she has to work for TV. Oh, yeah. Because we news. see her filming stuff. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, she works for News Crew. <laughs> Gonna film it? Yeah. Cut a scene. Mm-hmm. Print. I don't know why I said that. I knew she worked for a News Crew. And so... The first time we see her, she has a fucking camera. Yeah. Well, her cameraman Yeah, her cameraman camera. has a camera. Anyways, the uh, niece of this... I'm just gonna call her a reporter. Dies. And so... She was already investigating like this rumor going around as just like a little story she was working on. And so when her niece dies, she slowly starts to tie the rumors together she's heard with the death of her niece because basically they did an autopsy on the body and there was no signs like of cause of death. And it eventually leads her to a copy of the tape, which she watches. Like an idiot. Like an idiot. Yeah, that's, a, that's fair. Because like sometimes there's like... They're superstition, right? Mm-hmm. And at this point, that's your thought process. Is like this rumor about this tape is just superstition. But then there's like tempting fate, yep. which is watching the video. I would never. And she's a news reporter, and she had to a confirm the story, but also like see if she found the right thing. But still, probably not great. No, terrible idea. With that being said, she finds the tape. She watches it. She freaks herself out because she gets a phone call right after she watches it, and so she enlists the help of. Who we learn eventually is her ex-husband. Yeah. To essentially help her, I'm going to say solve the case, but essentially figure out, like, where this tape came from, Mm -hmm. who made it, all in the hopes of, like, if it turns out to be true, how do we keep ourselves from dying? Yep. And that's basically the whole film. It's, rather than, like, I think a lot of people have this image of it being, like, a traditional, like, ooh, scary ghost movie. And Bob just pointed at me because he's, like, he's nodding right now instead of saying yes. Uh, Well, because you're talking. I know. I wasn't going to interrupt you. I was going to wait till you were done talking. I, you can always go like, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that is what I thought. Okay. I was just laughing because like <laughs> we're doing a podcast and you're doing a bunch of visual cues. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people have this idea that it is a very, I'm just going to say paranormal activity like movie where it's a 
not necessarily paranormal activity, but the idea that like there's a ghost haunting someone and it's gonna like get them. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Not what this movie is. Not it at all. Is well, a little bit. A little bit. There's supernatural elements, but they're in the background. Yeah. Really, the film is a an investigation style story. Yeah, it's like an investigation drama. Yeah, like a I don't want to say cop drama, but a crime drama. Yeah. Kind of like a, a like murder, a procedural. A procedural. I want to say a murder mystery, essentially. Kinda, yeah. Because like someone died, and mm-hmm. they have to find out why. Yeah. And if yeah, it's, and it, it's a very well done one. I'm oh, say. for sure. Yeah. They. Break down the tape. I'm not super familiar with like analyzing VHSs and stuff like that, but they they do a good job of making it seem realistic. They're just kind of slowing down the stuff. There's mm-hmm. no like analyze, yeah, kind of thing where it magically becomes higher pixel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just slowing down tapes and lots of paper newspaper on paper newspaper investigation. So yeah, it, it's a it's a very well done investigation story, and I, I think all that's great. But I can agree with that. If that's not what you're expecting, and you're expecting like kind of ooh in your face ghost story. Yeah. I I can see how that'd be disappointing. Mm -hmm. With that being said, the way it's done as an investigation story means the whole film's building up like tension and the little things in the background are what like unsettles you. (laughs) A couple Um, of real good yelps in there. Throughout the film. uh, Every time a phone rings, Bob, I think screams. Yeah. Uh, But he also does this sound. Can you do it? (laughs) What? No, he not that one. No, I was doing that he one. Does a sound that sounds like Hank Hill? Oh, you go, buh, buh. oh yeah, buh. <laughs> but he, every time I get he's scared, like kind of like a buh. kinda. Yeah, every time he gets scared because it really is a it's a tension building film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can appreciate that for sure. To be honest, so right now that sounds good. Go watch it. Just know that it's not necessarily yeah. the film you're expecting. It, yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. It was very different from what I was expecting, but not in a bad way. Like. Let me put it this way. This movie, I'll just say it right now, not my cup of tea. Like, not... it. It's a good movie, and I can appreciate that, and I get why people like it, but I'm just saying, like, it's not really my kind of movie. Fair enough. I like it, so... Yeah, I mean, like, it was a good movie, and I can totally appreciate everything that it did, but, like, even changing my expectations to look at it more like a procedural, like, investigation story, I still wanted more supernatural elements mixed in. Fair. And for them to be more of, like... It's, it's almost entirely... Not supernatural. Yeah. Like, you could do most of the story and remove the supernatural elements. Yeah, for sure. Except for, like, how the deaths are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, I want to give a big warning here because I'm about to discuss some, like, major spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen it and you want to go watch this film, and you haven't seen the remake either, go watch it now. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, we're, we're going to basically discuss the ending here. Yeah. So, throughout this film, there's been a countdown. Mm-hmm. So every time a day passes, we'll have a timestamp that says what day it is. And they do this before we even establish the seven days thing. Yep. Which I think is really great because if you were watching this in theaters, you wouldn't have that information. Mm-hmm. Because you have to remember, we are watching this from a uh, a cultural perspective of knowing a lot about this film. Like yeah. we know seven days. Like I, I use that as the description because it's so ubiquitous. Yeah, I knew exactly what you are talking about. Um, but we also know Sadako is like... The ghost mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. If you're watching this film for the first time, you don't know any of this stuff. I, I'm going to tell you right now. I would have had a much better time if I did not oh, know, I know anything. It's it's a it's a much better time if you're able to remove yourself from that. Yeah. I came into this movie with that mindset of I need to remove myself from that cultural perspective because mm-hmm. this isn't the first time I've watched it, so I was able yeah. to do that this time. Uh, I'd be interested in hearing if you ever rewatched this film by yourself. <laughs> if you... unlikely, not because it's bad, because. 
I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't make it through the movie. <laughs> Fair enough. However, I think if you rewatch this, you might have a better time. I probably because would. Because you'd be able to go, I'm going to pretend like I don't have any background. Yeah. Uh, and you might have a better time. Because, like, they do some interesting stuff. A, establishing the date thing. Yeah. So it doesn't seem weird that they do it the whole movie. Yep, exactly. Get into. But one of the most interesting things here is from the beginning of the film, A, they don't know who Sadako is. Nope, no idea. But they also don't think Sadako is, like, associated with the killings. No, they not at all. They think it's Sadako's mom that's mm-hmm. causing the issues because uh, when they play the tape, that's who they see. Mm-hmm. The traditional image of Sadako, you just see for a fragment of a second in the yeah. background. And that's it. So, like, the whole film... They're chasing down this lead on Sadako's mom, yep. who they very, like halfway into the film, find out it's like a psychic. Mm-hmm. And so it's this big reveal where during a flashback, we see someone die. And instead of being like Sadako's mom, who psychically kills this person, yeah. like we initially think, because it, it's shot in a way that shows that, mm-hmm. it's Sadako. And it's this big reveal. Yeah, it's a big twist that I already knew going in. So I was like, meh. It's very you know disappointing I mean? if you know it's coming. Exactly. But like, I've seen this film, so I could watch it and go, it's a very well done twist. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's hints, but you could totally watch this, and I bet you a lot of people watch this and didn't know. And I want to say that's very well done. And so once they find out about Sadako and they realize like that's kind of the the issue, mm-hmm. it very quickly becomes we think Sadako is dead, and the tape is her revenge. Like that's yeah, it's her anger that's. Killing I think they people. call it Sadako's rage. Yeah. They say. And so the tape ends with a picture of a well. And so they come to the conclusion that maybe Sadako's, like, in the well. And so they they eventually are able to track down where the well is. Um, they go and find it, and they get to the well, and they learn that, like, Sadako was murdered and mm-hmm. thrown into the well. And then it got sealed up. And then the well got sealed up, which is horrifying because when they're climbing down into this well, which was a, a scene I think was very stressful for you. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it's this dark well. A- I don't like dark spaces or small spaces. Filled with water. Filled with water. Black water. Disgusting. It's just a long drop. It, it's not great. It's a really, it's like really good up to scene. Their neck. Like that right was below the chin. That might have been the most like stressed you were in the stressed, whole film. Stressed. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole film's building up tension. It's mm-hmm. a very good exercise in tension building. Because there's there's really no jump scares throughout the film, None. so there's no way to relieve tension. It's a slow, quiet movie, except for. Phone's ringing. The phone, yeah. It freaks you out so much, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like silence and then just randomly phone ring. Yeah. Great. And every single time it's like, oh. Great use of tension. For sure. Uh, there's also like no soundtrack, too. I thought uh, that was really interesting. Which is really interesting, but I think it's a good choice because the video, the tape, has sound on it. And so that's the only like sound effects we hear, but it's an indication of like either the tape playing or supernatural stuff it kind of sounds like uh i said during the the movie like a plate like a ceramic plate being scraped with a fork yeah i didn't know how else to describe it but yeah that's good i I think i called it like warbling because it kind of sounds like warbly a little bit but i think that's just the effect of yeah tape anyways long story short they're in the well and their idea is they're gonna find her body yeah and by finding their body they're essentially gonna like Make her rage go away. Yeah, put and the spirit to rest. Right, because she was murdered and her body was chucked. And yeah. basically by finding her body, they're not only like putting her spirit to rest by like being able to bury her properly, yeah. but it comes out that, like, oh, you were actually murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And, and it, it's this really stressful scene because they've been doing the countdown the whole movie, and the countdown is now like it's seven days for the reporter lady. Uh, in fact, it's on the seventh day, and they have like 
An hour. An hour. But they start. They have like yeah. four or five hours, and they're just bailing buckets of water. Trying to get to the bottom of the well. And so at the final moments, the reporter later manages to find the body. Mm-hmm. Really gross body. Very cool, really, too. Really gross body. It's a great reveal. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. She's digging in the water, and she grabs some hair. Hair, yeah. And then so, a body super cool. slowly floats up, because I guess she dislodges it. Yeah. It's great. There's this really good scene where the hair's over the body's face, like we see Sadako, mm-hmm. basically, in every image of her. And she touches the head, and the skin slops off the skull. It's cool because, like, at this point in the film, we don't know whether Sadako is alive or dead. Yeah, so because it, it looks like she's alive because she came out of the water. Exactly. And then it's this perfect reveal. Of, no, she's she's been dead, obviously. Yeah, there's no supernatural stuff here. Mm-hmm. It's just the body. Well, because when the um when the guy first goes down, he ends up finding like her fingernails lodged in the side of the rocks because apparently when she f- was you know bonked on the head then thrown down the well, she didn't die. She tried to climb out. Yeah. So it's like this idea of is she still alive down there? A how and B holy shit, there's so much water, she could just grab somebody and fucking destroy them. Alive is the wrong word. Is she like a physical manifestation yes. down there? And that it gives so much tension because you just don't know until the end, mm-hmm. uh, the reveal of like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, and so it's this, but what happens is they find the body, uh, the woman's really happy because she's like, oh, we found you. Yeah, I survived. It's kind of a sweet scene. She hugs it. Mm-hmm. For like how gross and stuff it is, she hugs the body. It's a sweet scene because she's like, I'm sorry for what happened to you, but we found you. And then her ex-husband, the guy who's been helping her the whole time, basically calls down like, hey, it's past the time you should have died. We did it. Yep. And it's sweet. They wrap up the whole movie, and we go to the next day. The whole time thing comes up, and it's just doing closing stuff. Yeah, it's like basically wrapping up the movie. Wrapping up some like small plot points that were established earlier. And it's it's a nice, sweet ending. There's some funny moments. And then the dude that helps her dies. And that's this is like the first time we get to see Ghost Sadako. She yes. crawls Super out cool. of the well. Like, his TV turns on. Yep. We see the well. Sadako crawls out of it. Super cool. And then crawls out of the TV. Such a good effect. Were you expecting that? No. Oh, you didn't know that? Mm-mm. I think that's the most famous thing about her. I was surprised you didn't know that. Didn't know like, that. She crawls out of TVs, yeah. Nope. Yeah, Scared the, the piss out of me. Her crawling out of a well and crawling out of the TV is associated with the death, not the tape, which mm. I think is a common misconception. I see. Were you expecting to see her crawl out of the well during the tape? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I expected her to climb out of the well, but I was like, oh, okay. She's doing the thing. But yeah, she crawls out of the well, and she like crawls out of the TV, and she looks at him, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. But it's this cool reveal, because like, if you were watching this for the first time without any background, you think they did it. Mm-hmm. For sure. And they do such a good job of wrapping up the movie that it feels like just a happy conclusion to the film. Yep. And not a, oh, there's going to be something later. And because they established the timestamps... It doesn't seem weird. It doesn't seem weird that they keep doing it. Yep. It's so well done. It's oh, such yeah. a good, well done twist. I. It's practically perfect. It's really as far it's as twists good. go. It's very, very good. Because like you don't see it coming unless you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. And even if you're paying attention, it's hard to put it together. Because uh, the ex-husband watched the tape a day later. Yep. So there's enough time for you to kind of settle down. But anyways, the reporter woman finds out the husband dies. She's like, well... That means only I was safe, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. So why? Because that means finding Sadako didn't do anything. Yep. And I think this, it happens really quickly. The end, of, the end of the movie from this point on is happens almost immediately. Yeah. I think because they wanted to reach it like an hour and a half, so it seems like it's a normal movie, so that, that you can't tell there's an ending there just from the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she very quickly discovers, oh, 
I made a copy of the tape and showed it to someone. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm safe. Yeah. So the only way to like survive the seven days, you have to make a copy of the tape. And send it, show it to someone. And show it to someone. Basically, you're dooming someone to their death. And she uses that information. Like, the the, the closing is implied here. Uh, yeah. But basically, her, her and her ex-husband, their son, saw the tape because she's very irresponsible about where she has this tape. <laughs> and um, I don't think it was her fault. It wasn't. But also... But her kid sees the tape, and so she's she's bringing the tape and a VHS player to copy it to yeah. her kid, so he can show it to somebody and yeah. not die. I think the grandpa. You think, think she's gonna imp- kill her grandpa? I think she says something dad? along the lines of, "I need to show you something." It's for that's fucked up. Well, the the grandpa can just do the same. I guess that's true. Yeah, it's this en- it's this ending that implies like this will just get bigger and it, bigger. This is a cycle. Yeah. At the start of the movie, it's killed four people. No one has currently watched the tape, and then it goes to two. Yeah. So basically, the cycle basically almost died. Yeah. And it's this idea of like the cycle could end here, or we keep passing it on. Mm-hmm. Damn. Which I think is a great, great way to have like a curse like this, because mm-hmm. it it spreads like a virus. Yeah. I've read some stuff about the book, and I I I believe that's more of a implication of the text of like mm. it's kind of a it's almost like a digital virus that spreads. Interesting. I I think I said during the movie uh, that would fucking suck. Like that's a re- that sucks so bad. What? Like having to basically doom someone to die so you don't die? Well, you can tell them. You can tell them, but like, who's gonna believe you, right? You're just gonna seem like a crazy person. Fair enough. Well, they don't listen. They die. They die. Yeah, sucks. I th- I think it's it's a really cool way to handle this film. It's so much more complex than just oh we found the body. Exactly. And that's like something it. that I really liked. With that being said, I want to mention something that I think can be missed if you're not paying attention, but I'm pretty sure it's there. So the reporter later, she copies the tape, right? And then she also shows a copy of that tape to someone else who hasn't seen the tape. Uh Uh-huh. Who'd she show it to? She showed it to her ex-husband. No. No one else saw it besides them. So she shows the tape to her husband, right? Yeah. Her ex-husband. She does not show the copy of the tape to her ex-husband. So she copies the tape to give to her ex-husband, who, like, puts it in the VHS player and leaves. And then his student walks in and walks over to the VHS player and it cuts damn damn that sucks oh that explains why okay yeah that makes sense i basically i think the point is you have to it's not that you just have to copy the tape you have to copy the tape and show yeah a version of it too if someone she had already sense. showed a version to someone that but it wasn't a copy the copy yeah, yeah. that's interesting the whole premise of spreading it is you have to make more versions so that it could spread was. more so then there's two and two becomes four, and four becomes eight, and blah, 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 Not blah, blah. always necessarily, but now yeah. the idea is there's two versions exist now. Okay. All right. Huh. Do you have anything else you kind of want to mention there? No, I don't have anything else I want to talk about. I don't really have a lot to say on this film because I, it wasn't what I expected, and I'm, I'm no. still trying to recoil or like and we recover. we got two more movies to talk about. Yeah, we got two movies to talk about, so I'll, I'll yeah. say I that. mean, it's, it's a pretty straightforward murder investigation film. Yeah. Low supernatural elements. It's just almost a drama. Yeah. Because a lot of it is just like this relationship between two people who are divorced. Mm-hmm. So. And their child. <laughs> and their child. Who I like very much. He was very funny. He's not necessarily the greatest actor ever. But he was hilarious. Made but me he's laugh. very funny because he's just stone-faced the whole time. Yeah. And that's what's so entertaining because he's like six. He's like six years old. And he's walking around like... <laughs> I think one of the first my, things my he's... cousin's dead. He's like, my cousin died. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus kids Christ. Died. Yeah. <sighs> so... You want to do recommendations and then reviews, I guess? Sure. Might be a little short, but... Yeah, a little short. I mean, I 
I'm trying to think if there's anything that I want to talk about, but there's not really anything that's like sticking out in my mind right now. All right. I mean, that's fair. Recommendations. If you're a fan of Japanese like films, this is like a classic. So, yeah. I recommend. Especially interesting because it's almost 25 years ago yeah, now. it's from the 90s. About 25, 1998. So, yeah. So everything's super old, and that's kind of cool to oh, see. Oh, yeah. Seeing like 90s Japan, like on, it's so cool. It's so interesting to see everything. Yeah. So, if you like Japanese films, highly recommend. I wouldn't say this movie is scary, it's very tense. Which is very different for me, at least. It's a suspense film. It's a suspense film. It's not like, ooh, scary film. So if you're yeah. into suspense, totally recommend it for that. It kind of reminds me of, again, very different director and style and also like background. Reminds me a lot of Hitchcock films. Oh, see, I've never seen a Hitchcock okay, film. Okay, well, you know, Hitchcock, master of suspense. Yeah. So a lot of his um, films are regarded as thrillers because like, they're suspense-based films. And for me... That style of film is like horror adjacent enough to be considered horror. Yeah, I can agree sense. with that. Yeah, I would still call this a horror movie, but it's not like one of those movies where you're gonna be like screaming the whole time. Yeah. Like, uh, it's not like that. So, like in the same vein, like Psycho's Hitchcock, mm-hmm. that's a suspense based film. There's nothing in there that's really scary, mm-hmm. but the whole film builds tension. And I, that's yeah. kind of what this film's like, where it's it's a thriller. Yeah, I think those are my two big recommendations. If you're into thrillers and if you're into Japanese films. All right. Yeah. Uh, same thing Bob said. If you're into like Japanese cinema, this is a pretty big film there. So mm-hmm. uh, it's was the ooh no wrong one. Okay, sorry. Pretty big film that were there. I mean, what did I say? Made thirty-one million. It was a lot. Uh, no, nineteen point four million. Yeah. Uh, estimated globally. So pretty great turnout for this film. So if you want to see something from Japan. Go check this one out. Like Bob said, if you like a suspense film, go watch it. I mean, it's a crime documentary. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch, like, if you're into true crime and you want to see someone investigate, like, a murder, this is pretty interesting. Especially, yeah. It's a, it's a very well done one, uh, especially if you're into something that's a little bit older so you can see how, like, some old-timey investigation works. I enjoy a lot of that because it's a lot less, like, Googling. Yeah, online, like, research, and it's more like going through stacks on stacks of papers. Yeah. And stuff. It's very, very cool. Or, at the very least, having an intern do it for you. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> that's actually how most of it's done. <laughs> so if you want something suspenseful, that's kind of like a crime uh, thing. Pretty good for that. On, like, the horror side, though, I would say if you want to see a supernatural film that's, like, very light on supernatural elements, really, really good. Like, it feels like kind of a, we're going to use this term again, an old-fashioned ghost story. Yeah. Where the ghosts are very much in the background mm-hmm. and it's kind of this thing that exists separately from the story yeah it's just it, the inciting incident how do i put this it's like if you took a classic procedural true crime drama and sprinkled a ghost throughout mm-hmm. and didn't make it the main like which i i love that the movie. thing that old-fashioned style of yeah it's cool it's something you don't see anymore horror. you know it's i think it's very cool and this isn't like a recommendation for any of you listening but if you have a friend who hasn't seen this and like isn't very exposed to, like, the pop culture around it, probably a really great film to show them. Because, like Bob said, his experience was lessened because he expected certain things Mm -hmm. and also because he had certain spoilers about the film. Yeah. And so if you are removed from those, you'll be able to enjoy this film as it was intended. And as it was intended is really Really good. good. There's some, like I said, a lot of second act, like, switch-ups that are, like, so cool. wasn't expecting that. I mean, even the opening of... Bob got tricked. Like, they're talking oh, about sure. this story, and one of the girls is like, I watched that tape. 
And then she's like, starts laughing, and she's like, I'm joking with you. And the phone rings. She's like, um, actually, I'm joking about joking. Yeah. It's a very good cold open. Oh, yeah. Very good cold open. Because it doesn't, you don't even see anything happen. No, every you time someone hear about dies, it after, they look like they're screaming, and then it cuts the white, like you took a black and white photo. Mm-hmm. Which, I, again, I think is different, because people expect it to be violent. That's what I expected. Recommendations? I, we did those, so... Ratings. Reviews. Ratings. Okay, here's where I'm at in pass, because I appreciate this film a lot, actually. Like, a lot more than I was kind of expecting to. It's a very cool movie. Mm-hmm. It's not really for me, be honest. Like, this is just isn't something I would watch in my free time. Honestly. But I still have to give it some credit because there's some really cool shit. Four. All right. Yeah. I'll get a four. Any other reasons you want to stare? I mean, it's just it's just like genuinely a very good movie. Do you think you would have given it a four if you didn't know anything about it? I would have given it a higher rating probably. Yeah. Because I would. It, and that's what's really hard about like rating it is I know my experience could have been better. Yeah. But there's not really any way for me to quantify that or like make up for it. And I don't want to just like on a whim, go, it's a five because, you know, I don't really know that because I didn't experience that. So, but I'm still going to give it a four because the ending is super cool. A lot of the switch-ups when they're uh, on the island are very good. Like, very interesting, like, moments. Mm-hmm. And also, the acting is pretty solid. Pretty decent, yeah. Yeah. For me, I think I'm going to give it a four and a half. I was stuck between four and four and a half. And I'm kind of in this interesting place where, um, like Bob said, it's a hard film to review if you never got to experience it how it was intended. Yeah. And, like, watching it for a second time, I was able to kind of go, I know what's going to happen, but let me pretend like I don't. And, like, remove myself from expectations. And that helps. That made the experience much better. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I do think this film goes above and beyond what it intended to do. Oh, absolutely. Is, like, it's this investigation story. And it does a great job of doing that. It works in, like, these this drama between these two people that's very under the surface. Oh, like, yeah. It doesn't even seem like there's drama. It's only, like, how their interactions change, uh, like, becoming more emotional. It also works in, again, supernatural elements. Very well done. I, I mean, overall, I think the film's very well done. In fact, I think the only reason I'm not going to give it, like, a five is because I think some of the stuff in it's a little bit awkward uh, because of the transition from, like, a novel to a film. Mm, interesting. So, I think... So part of the story we haven't mentioned uh, so far in our discussions is that the ex-husband of the reporter woman, mm-hmm. we haven't said his name this whole time, but uh, Ryuji. Yeah, it's Ryuji. He has some psychic powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's some hints of this earlier in the film. I didn't catch them, actually. Oh, like the early, you early did. stuff. You just, I think, have forgotten about it. Maybe. At the very least, it hasn't clicked in your mind. He's sitting on a park bench, and he's... Not looking down, or he's looking down at Oh, I thought that was ghost shit. Yeah, which he was able to see because of his psychic powers. Oh. Yeah. See, I thought he was just getting trolled Yeah, there's some weird ghost ghost stuff that happens to him. Yeah. Uh, But I, point being is, like, his psychic powers kind of seem like they come out of nowhere in the second act, Mm -hmm. unless you kind of expect them. Yeah. Because otherwise it just seems like he's being bugged by a ghost. That's what I thought. Um, (laughs) Genuinely. Once his psychic powers come in, A, he just says, oh, I have them out of nowhere, yeah. which is a little awkward. But also, like, from that point on, sometimes when he touches things, he we can get see, to see stuff. flashbacks. Which I thought that was cool. Which is a very cool way to do flashbacks. I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't feel well-earned. Yeah, it doesn't feel well-earned at all. I, like, not out of left field completely, but awkward enough. It, it, they could have explained it better. And it also makes, like, during that scene, he's talking to Sadako's uncle. Mm-hmm. 
well, not uncle. It's like first cousin once removed. Yeah. It's Sadako's mom's cousin. And it just makes all the interactions with that guy, at least to me, feel awkward. Yeah. So this whole chunk of film that is surrounding talking to this guy, like 15, 20 minutes, feels a little stilted to me. Yeah, it also, I think it kind of cheapens the whole investigative, like, reporter thing we've been doing this whole time. Because, like, before this, the way they were getting information is the classic way. Digging through books, looking up stuff, following leads. And for him to just all of a sudden have psychic powers that just give them the answers is like, well, you've just cheapened all the work they did. It feels cheap, even though his psychic powers are very grounded. Yeah. And they're not useful almost at all. Yeah. And if you had really... I think thoroughly established them earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. At least done a better job than just showing him seeing some woman. It would have not given him that feeling. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, and then I think the ending is kind of awkward, just because it's it ends with the main reporter lady driving down the road to go see her grandpa with her son Yoichi to like make a copy of the tape to save her son. And I think that's a fine way to end the film, except there's this voiceover. Of these girls talking about, like, the urban legend surrounding the tape. And they're like, yeah, you have to copy it and show it to people. Which is fine, but A, not a big fan of voiceover, stuff like that. Fair enough. Uh, But also, it kind of seems to imply that, like, a part of this legend the whole time was that if you copy the tape and show it to someone, you're saved. Like, that could have just been knowledge they could have learned just from some high schooler and didn't have to go through all this trouble. Exactly. Fair enough. Which makes the whole point useless, even though I know the implication is that... This is happening after. Yeah. But I I just think the ending is kind of awkward. That's uh, fair. Apparently how the book ends is the main characters, like, I guess thinking about the uh, philosophy behind the fact that they're spreading this plague. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, point being is I think the book handles these elements better. Again, yeah. I haven't read it, but from what I've heard, I think it handles these elements I have problems with in the movie better. But because things don't always adapt from novelization to film, yeah. Well, I mean, it I don't kind of came out awkward. I think it came out as good as you can expect. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to get that perfect five. Yeah. But that's what brings me to a four point five. Still very, very, very good. Yeah. No, it was really good. It's just you know not for me. <laughs> Bob's just like either way, it's not my type of film. Yeah. And but I I totally get all the points you're making though. You know what I mean? Were you scared at least? Uh yeah, some of it was actually scary. Well, uh, on that note, we're gonna go hear that. Oh, we're gonna go to the outtakes now. Yeah. I mean, uh, nothing else. See you guys in a bit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of Ringu so far. I think it's a pretty cool movie. Just not for me, you know, not my style of film. But if you don't want any spoilers from the outtake section, please skip to... One hour, 11 minutes, and 12 seconds immediately. This first clip is a short conversation Ben and I had about baseball in Japan. I find it so interesting that uh, in Japan, baseball is so popular. Super cool to me. Yeah, it's super cool to go watch in Japan. I went to a Swallows game. Really? That sounds fun. Let me tell you how funny that was. (laughs) Go Swallow! This next clip is my reaction to the first time we hear the phone ring during the movie. Oh, no. Nope. 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 Stop. Stop with the phone, please. For the love of God, stop ringing with the phone. 
When phones ring in movies, it's never a good sign. Phone calls just give Bob anxiety. They do. I don't like them. This next clip is me overreacting to a scene in a dark room and Ben trolling me just a little bit. That's true. Every character I like fucking dies. Don't go in the creepy dark room. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Well, if he's you, Bob. This isn't so bad. It's not so bad. You know what's a weird thought? What's up? Child is much older than you are. That's not true. He's like six or eight. I'm 20. Right. Three. This is 1998. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to consider. She's right, Yoichi. Get the fuck out of there. It's de- No! Don't look at the... Well, he just wanted to come in. You some bitch. Cousin's room. Thank you. Thank you, Yoichi. Little man. <sighs> I've been spared. This next clip is my reaction to them finding the body of Tomoko after she was killed by Sadako. Oh my god, she just gave me a fucking heart attack. <gasps> Bob, it's just a woman. I'm scared of women. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. That's how they found her. God damn, that scared me. <laughs> oh my lord, that was freaky. If I found my child like that, I'd also be upset. This next clip is Ben making fun of the way I get scared. They look about the size of a manga chapter, though, I'm not gonna lie. Mm, a book. Ugh. <laughs> The fucking noise that you make sometimes, Bob. I get scared. I know, but they're not even screams. They're like a, whoa. Call me Hank Hill. This next clip is our reaction to watching someone watch the tape for the very first time. Are you really gonna watch the video that is a rumor going around is killing people? She's thinking about it. Because that's fucking dumb. This is what we call top ten dumb decisions in horror movies. Top t- This is number ten. Number one. Number one. It's, it's pretty bad. Like, this is just straight up Because, like, you know that, like, the rumor. Yeah. Are you really going to risk it? Exactly. I mean, she is, like, a news reporter, and this is her job. So there's at least that. But I wouldn't be like, wow, let me go watch No, this. I would go. I would make that guy I made find the. Oh, here it is. The man. Someone looking down a well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, someone brushing their hair. It's pretty normal so far, right, Bob? Nope. <laughs> normal my ass. Whoa, eruption. What the fuck? What are they doing? Oh, it's an eyeball. Oh, there's the well. Again. Buh. Oh, that was it. It's over. That wasn't so bad. Yeah, that's what she's thinking, too. <laughs> Buh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm fucking. <laughs> oh my god. This next clip is our reaction to them finally finding Sadako's body at the bottom of the well. I think half the reason they got up dump it is because he couldn't dive down and look because it's so dirty mm-hmm yeah where is she bob mm-hmm. oh it's hair it's hair oh, god. she looks confused god damn it lady oh i'm not lava <laughs> mm. oh that's so gross that's so gross, man. It's cool, but it's gross. Is this it? Is she going to kill her or is she going to let her live? Oh, you're going to... Remember... Oh, yeah, she's dead. That's her cool... Yeah, float That's it up. That's gross. The ooze. The ooze is interesting. It was All almost right. like she was crying. They found her. Yeah. But does, does that mean Yoichi is saved? Because <laughs> I'm going to be honest. That's the only one I give a fuck about. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to Sadako killing Ryuji. Oh, all they've done is allowed her out of the well. They've done nothing other than help her. Oh my god, Ben. <laughs> I'm... Ah... <laughs> away you fucking bitch oh he didn't get the phone call last time he gets it this time though oh she's so gross gross and wet I don't think she's gross she looks gross she's definitely wet huh ah! no 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 get but why did she climb out of a TV? Look, her fingernails are missing. Yeah, that's pretty gross, Ben. That's pretty gross, my guy. But she still's got what one. What the fuck? Oh, get her away from him. I don't like the way she moves. Oh, I love it. It's gross. Ah, she move. Ah, she's so stiff but so fluid at the same time. Uh. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> oh. Uh oh. Well, he fucking died. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. There's a lot of yelping and yipping from me. <laughs> a lot of laughing from Ben. We don't really have any announcements today. Uh, except for the fact that, again, this is a three-parter. We're going to watch two more movies today for us. Mm -hmm. So the next one is coming out on Monday. That one is going to be Rosin. That's the, the next one we're watching. So if you haven't seen that film, which I bet a lot of you haven't, because I know it's the less popular sequel, go watch that. Yeah, check it out. So you can watch it with us. Bob's giving me confused looks. I didn't, know what, I didn't expect the name to be that. I don't know what the hell that means. Yeah, we'll tell you... Well, tell me after this. Yeah. 
Uh, when we go to record we're that. On recording. So. Yeah. Uh, is that our only announcement? Yep. Okay. Well, then uh, check us on Twitter at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show. Every Monday, I post a spoiler post for that week of episodes. So it'll basically be like a tweet with the movie cover hidden, and you can reveal it if you want, so you can watch the movie before we do, so that you don't have any spoilers when you listen to our episode, if you want. Uh, every Friday, I post a link to the episode when it goes live, or anytime we have an episode go live. So this Monday, I'll have to post a link, and this Wednesday, and this Friday. Look, we got a lot of stuff going on, <laughs> a lot of stuff coming out, so if you ever like miss an upload or something, there's always going to be links on our Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we're also, anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple Play, wherever. We're also on YouTube, so that's like an option where you can watch us if you don't necessarily want to watch us on like a specifically audio streaming app. Mm-hmm. Post all our content there. We It's also a pretty great place to communicate with us, like comment section. Mm-hmm. But if you're there, subscribe, like, share videos. Either way, wherever you watch us, uh, just know that like videos come out every Friday. And seven days later, another one will come out again. <laughs> I was fucking waiting. I was like, where's he going to get it in? Where's he going to get it in? That was a good one. We're on TikTok now. Check us out on TikTok. I post clips from the show on there. So if TikTok is something you're interested in, we're on TikTok, at Beware the Board. Check us out. I think that's everything, Ben, isn't it? Sure. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll freaking see you Monday. <laughs> <laughs>